Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a clot of dust, and a hearty Ohio silver, the Lone Ranger. his faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Silver. Sophie Lawson, owner of the Crossbar Ranch, had helped organize the Cattlemen's Association in Paradise Valley. But now, after five years, she faced the members with fire in her eyes and anger in her voice as she announced... Gentlemen, I'm through. I've had enough. I'm handing in my resignation right now. Now, Sophie, we don't want you to do that. You're mad, and if you'll take my advice, you'll cool off before you resign. We ranchers have to stick together. You bet I'm mad, and I got plenty of reason to be... Last night, rustlers run off 50 head of my best cows, making the third time it's happened in the past year. That's the best reason in the world why you shouldn't resign from the association. It's the only protection we ranchers have, Sophie. Protection? Darn little protection I've had from the association. From now on, I'm going to do without it. And I'm thinking I'll get a lot farther. What do you mean by that? Never you mind, Bert Lacey. And that goes for the rest of you, too. I'll show you men how a poor widow woman can take care of rustlers... May take every cent I've got to do it, but it'll be worth it. 
That's all I gotta say. Good night. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Later that night, Bert Lacey, president of the Cattlemen's Association, rode into the home spread of his own ranch and reined up in front of the bunkhouse. His range crew, seated about a large round table, threw down their cards as he entered. Hi, boys. We've been waiting for you, boss. Did the old gal raise the usual ruckus? Yeah, she sure did. And that's not the half of it. How do you mean, Bert? She walked right out of the association, that's what she did. She quit? That's right. Now, we've got to do something, and we've got to do it quick. We've got to do something? You mean, uh, you, you think she's suspicious of us? I can't say for sure, but she's suspicious of something. Otherwise, she wouldn't have resigned. There's no doubt she figures the rustling is being done by somebody in the association. What, what can we do about that? We've got to clear our skirts. And the way to do it is to get ourselves rustled. Savvy? No, I, I don't get it, boss. If my herd's rustled tonight, I can put up a big holler about it. Threaten to resign, just like she did. And Sophie Lawson and all the others will think we're on the level. Oh, I get you, boss. Now, I happen to know Sophie's got a couple of guards posted east of Wolf Pass. She thinks that's where the rustlers have been driving her cows. Yeah, I saw them guards riding out there just before dark. Webb, you and Brig get some of the boys together. Go to the south range and cut out about 50 head of my critters and head them toward the pass. Right, boss. What if the guards spot us, though? That's what I want them to do. The moon's out bright tonight. So put something over your faces so they don't make out who you are. Mm-hmm. I'll try to stop you. When they do, you boys start shooting wild. Stampede the cows before they get to the pass. Then you gents hightail it back here and get to bed. What about the cows? When Sophie's men see the brand, they'll come here and tell me how they kept them from being rustled. We can round them up tomorrow. Now get moving, because it's close to midnight now. Come on, Brig. Rest of you too. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had ridden into Paradise Valley shortly after dark. The masked man had left Tonto while he disappeared in the low foothills for more than an hour. When he returned, Tonto had a small campfire burning, though he had made no preparations to make camp for the night. As the Lone Ranger dismounted, Tonto asked... What you find out, Kimasabi? I uh, looked over a small herd of Bert Lacey's about a mile from here. They're mixed brands. Maybe him buy them from other branches. Possibly. It looks to me as if the brands have been altered. Russers are expert at that. Mm, That's right. We've got to have proof, Tonto. More than I've been able to get so far, that he's the one who's changing the brands. Oh, Silver. Oh, what's the matter with you? Oh, he's nervous about something, Tonto. Perhaps a mountain lion in the vicinity, and he's caught the scent. Very big fellow. Somebody shoot him, Kimasabi. Woman, do as she says, Tonto. Uh-huh. That was just a warning shot. The next one won't be if you make a move toward your guns. We know when we're covered. Now turn around and face the fire. I want a good look at you. Looks like I was mistaken. Mistaken about what? Somebody's been rustling my herd. I had an idea who was doing it, but I see I was wrong. Did I find a mask critter and an Indian? We're not rustlers. And why are you wearing that mask? Well, I have reasons for that. I'll bet you have. And let me ask, mister, why are you and the Indians setting up so late? Past midnight and you haven't even unsaddled your mounts. Well, we stopped for supper and we're about ready to move on when you arrive. Well, you're not going anywhere now. 
That shot I fired will bring the two guards I got posted up on the mesa. I told them I was coming down here to investigate this campfire, and if I fired a shot, they were to get here pronto. So just keep your hands up where I can see them in the meantime. Would you mind saying who it was you suspected of rustling your herd? Never mind what I thought. I was wrong about it anyway. You're mistaken now if you think we did. Listen, Kimasabi. What'd that Indian say? Don't you hear those steers? Somebody's rustling your herd right now. I hear cattle all right, but they're not mine. I moved my herd five miles west of here. Must be Bert Lacey's critters. Them come this way. Yeah, Indian. They're heading this way all right. Heading right for Wolf Pass. And me and my guards will be ready to blast your cow-rustling friends when they start to drive them critters through. The guards must have encountered them by now. Looks like it. And I hope they blast every one of your sidewinding friends right out of their saddles. Here come cows. Keep to the firelight. They may avoid us. No tricks there, mister. One false move out of you and I'll pull the trigger. Here come bulls. Look out! Get to your horse. You'll be run down. Sophie Lawson saw at once what had happened. A frenzied bull followed by a dozen cows had broken from the herd to charge the people near the campfire. Sophie hesitated momentarily, then tried to reach her horse, but it was too late. The bull crashed down the draw and struck her a glancing blow. Her horse fled in terror as Sophie fell to the ground in the path of the oncoming cattle. The lone ranger rushed to her side. Hurry, Tonto. Bring Silver. Come, Silver. Come, Scout. She's been knocked unconscious. Hurry, Tonto. Oh, Silver. Oh, Scout. Here, horses. Cattle, come past. When I get in the saddle, lift her up to me. Easy, big fella. Steady, Silver. Now. Here. I've got her. Where we take her? To her ranch house. It's a couple of miles from here. Man up, Tonto. Come on, Silver. Come Knowing that Sophie Lawson's range crew might be attracted to the scene of the shooting, the Lone Ranger took a roundabout route to avoid them. As he anticipated, he found the ranch houses deserted, and while Tonto held the lighted lamp, he examined Sophie Lawson to determine the extent of her injuries. Her bad chemosubby? I don't think so, Tonto. She's still unconscious, but her pulse is good and her breathing steady. Mm-hmm. And what we do now? Wait until we hear her range crew returning. I come in here to investigate when they see the lighted lamp. She may regain consciousness before that. In fact, she's beginning to show signs of coming to. Ah, not what me think. She wakens. I want to question her again. Perhaps now she'll tell me who it was she suspected of rustling her herd. I tried to talk. Wait, listen. Bert, I owe you an apology. I sure do, Bert. I thought... You was the one, Bert, but it was a mess, critter, and an Indian. That's the name of Bert Lacey. Who, Bert Lacey? He owns a neighboring ranch, and he's the president of the Cattlemen's Association in the valley. Bert, I should have known you're not a wrestler. Hmm. He's gone to sleep. So Lacey's the one she suspected. Maybe her talk local. It's possible, but I doubt it. She still thinks we're rustlers, Toto. That's right. Quiet. I hear horsemen coming, Toto. And what we do? I'll leave this on the table. Why you leave Silver Bullet here? She'll report what happened to the sheriff. He's the same man who held office when we were through here two years ago. I think he'll understand. That's right. 
Horsemen come plenty fast. Let's go, Toto. It'd be difficult to explain to Sophie's range crew who we are and why we're here. Now, where we go now? I'm going to pay a call on Bert Lacey's ranch while it's still dark. His range crew's asleep. A few seconds after the Lone Ranger and Tonto left the house, Sophie Lawson's range crew entered and found her as she was reviving. Soon she had told them what had happened in the draw, but she was mystified as to how she had reached her home. Are you sure one of your boys didn't bring me here, Cactus? Couldn't have been anywhere, boys. We're all here. Yep. You're all here, all right. Well, it sure gets me. Say... Say, what's that on the table there? Yeah. Well, this? Why, it's a bullet. A bullet? Let me see it. Here. It's funny looking. Hmm. I never saw one like it before. Say, it's made out of silver. You reckon the masked man left it? Why, he must have. Who else would have left it? Must be sort of a warning. How do you mean, Cactus? Well, maybe a warning that we better not try to catch him. Unless we want bullets to us. He's not scaring me one bit, no, sir. I've been threatened before by experts. I'll show him. Well, what you aiming to do about it, Sophie? I'm aiming to round up that masked man and Indian. That's what I'm going to do. But we've got to act fast if we're to get him. Well, you give the orders. We'll carry him out. Well, Cactus, you ride into town and tell the sheriff what happened. And take that bullet along to show him. Right. Have him round up his deputies and get out to Bert Lacey's spread as quick as horse flesh and leather will get him there. We'll need Lacey and his crew. I'll meet you all there. Sophie, you're not able to ride on a wrestler roundup. You was out cold a few minutes ago. Nonsense. Give me a swig of bitters out of that bottle on the mantle yonder, and I'll be as good as ever. Now you get moving, Cactus. I'll be seeing you and the sheriff at Bert Lacey's place. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story. After scattering the cattle as they had been instructed to do, Bert Lacey's cowpunchers returned to their ranch. But two of them, Webb Saunders and Briggs Sims, went immediately to the ranch house 
where Lacey was waiting for their report. Now, get this, boss. When the cattle stampeded down the hill toward the pass, I saw a campfire just ahead of them. Campfire in the draw? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir, a campfire. And besides, there was a bright moon. And Sophie Lawson was down there with two men. One was an Indian, the other was a big hombre wearing a mask. Go on, what happened? When them cows stampeded right through their camp, Sophie was knocked down by a big bull. The mask critter took her to the ranch house. Well, me and Briggs sneaked up and looked through the window when they lit a lamp. What'd you see? Sophie was laying on a cot and the masked man was kneeling beside her. I could see her lips moving while she was talking to him. Well, we couldn't make out what she was saying, but I heard the masked man call the Indian Tonto. Tonto? Yeah. yeah. We were getting ready to bust in and find out who they were and what they were up to when we heard some of Sophie's range crew riding in. We didn't want to get caught, so we lit out for home. Masked man. Tonto, huh? Yeah. If the one wearing the mask is who I think he is, we're in for trouble. Trouble, huh? While I get dressed, you boys go to the bunkhouse and wake every man out there. Then post them on guard duty in every direction around the ranch house and stables. Right, Bert. I'll join you in a few minutes. Right. Unaware that a trap was being set for them, the Lone Ranger and Tonto approached the Lacey Ranch as the first gray streaks of dawn began to appear in the eastern sky. They left their horses in a clump of timber a hundred yards from the stables and corrals. Come on, Tonto. What we do now? We'll leave the horses here in the timber where they won't be seen by any riders coming in for breakfast. Me see light in house. Yes. Probably someone getting up to start breakfast for Lacey. We'll have to work fast. Men in the bunkhouse will be getting up any time now. And where we go? To the gear house first. I may be able to find the evidence I need in there. You, Webb? Yeah, it's me. What are you whispering about, Briggs? Shut up and come here. Huh? What's the matter? Did you post a couple of boys over in the timber yonder? No. You didn't? Oh, I figured I'd take up post there myself when the boss gets here. Why? Tom, Con, I sure wish it was lighter. I'd swear I saw a couple of men moving out of that timber. Coming out of it? Yeah. When? Just now. Well, where'd they go? Seemed to be moving to the back of the stables. I tried to get them in my sights, but I couldn't. Ah, you're seeing things, Brig. And don't you go blazing away at anything till you know what it is. You might hit one of the boys. Where's the boss? He hasn't come out yet. Should be here any minute now. Hey, look, Webb. What? Look, there's two of them. Just like I said. Hey, you're right. They're coming around the corral. They must have left their horses in the timber. There's two of them, sure enough. Can you make them out? Well, it's too dark to see if the big one's wearing a mask or not. But look close, Webb. He's about the same size. He is the same size. Yes, sir, it's the same two, Brig. Easy now. Here they come. They're heading toward the gear shed. Get your gun. I'll shoot the big critter and you take the end. Don't shoot him, Brig. Why not? Because the boss might want to talk to him, find out how much they know before he lets him have it. But he's not here. Listen, don't shoot. If you kill him before Bert gets a chance to talk to him, he'll be madder than a dehorned bull. Now, don't you do it. All right. Look, they're opening the door to the shed. Yeah. They're going in there. You stay here and cover them. And don't shoot unless they start to leave. I'll go get Bert Lacey. Here comes Lacey now. Better head him off before he calls us so the two of them won't hear him. It's a good idea. I'll keep him quiet until we can tell him to set up. Bert Lacey was soon informed by Brig and Webb of the arrival of the masked man and Tonto. And he immediately summed up the situation and began giving orders. Brig, you beat it into the timber and get the horses. Right, boss. I'll take them to the old corral down to the creek. Webb? Yeah, Bert. I'll stay here and cover the gear house. You get the other man and bring him back here. Then we'll move in on them two pronto. I'll have the boys here in the chip. Feel of these saddle blankets, Toto. 
They're soaking with perspiration. Not right. Blanket use tonight. I'd say they were on the backs of horses within the hour. I've counted six wet blankets, which means that at least six of Lacey's riders were out tonight. About the time his herd was rustled. Well, maybe them belong to night crew. No, Toto. The night crew remains on the job until relieved by the day riders. And the day riders haven't gotten up for breakfast. No, I'm not right. I'm still sleeping bunkhouse. But why Lacey send day crew to ride at night? It's my guess that Lacey's herd wasn't rustled tonight. Me not savvy. We see his brand and cows when shooting start. If Lacey is engaged in rustling, he may have pretended that his own herd was rustled. Had his own men run off 50 or so ahead, knowing they'd be spotted by Sophie Lawson's guards. That would clear him of suspicion. Well, that's hard to prove, Kimasabi. Yes, will be hard to prove, unless I find what I hope to in this shed. Me strike match, you'll see better. All right, but cover it well. Someone on the outside may see it. There, light. Thanks. Many Brandon iron here. Yes, here's what I'm after. Running irons. Two of them. Toto, these running irons are enough to convict Lacey and his whole crew of rustling. Not good. Not a ride to town and get the sheriff. Listen. What matter? I thought I heard a noise outside. Come on, Toto. But be ready for anything. Me open door. Just what are you two doing in my gear house? Slacing these men. Uh -huh. You haven't answered my question. <clears throat> Better start talking, mister. Lacey, you better hold your fire. You're in enough trouble as it is. Yeah? What do you mean by that? I've got evidence to convict you of rustling. You don't want to add murder to your troubles. Come on out. With your hands up. You'll have to come in and get us, Lacey. Now, we've got to fight it out now, Toto. Make every shot count. Uh -huh. Slamming the door in Lacey's face caught the rustlers unawares, and after the first burst of gunfire leveled at the heavy door, Lacey and his men began to take up strategic positions about the corral and outbuildings. Even then, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were taking their toll, and Lacey was becoming concerned. You say Pete's been hit? Yeah, in the leg. That makes five of our boys who were out of the fight. That critter can shoot, but he won't get out of there alive. Hey, boss, look yonder. Hey, who's that riding up? Sophie Lawson and her range crew. Now, what are they coming in here for? I don't like the looks of this. Neither do I. First, this masked hombre and his Indian sneak in here, and now she rides up. They could be working in cahoots. Well, we ought to know in a few minutes if they are. Now, here they come. Now, don't let on, but we'll just let Sophie show her hand. Ah, we got enough men to take care of her and her crew for starting it. At the rate the masked man and his Indian are winging them, we're none too strong. But don't let on we suspect anything till Sophie says why she's here. Right. Oh, oh, there, oh. Hey, what's all the shooting about, Bert? We got a couple of back trailers cornered in the gear house, Sophie. Get down off your horse and join the fun. All right, Bert. Come on, then. Let's join in. Hey, Bert. Ready? What is it, Webb? I don't want Sophia or any of her crew nosing around that gear shed. After we get them two out of it, they see the running irons we got stored in yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. But leave that to me. Here she comes. Say, there's a couple of sidewinders in there, Bert. Yeah, two of them. You know who they are? Do I know who they are? Yeah. Only that one's an Indian and the other's a big critter with a mask what? on his face. You don't say. Say, those are the men you that we... You know them, Sophie? No better than you do. Just saw him last night is all. You're not going to gun him down, are you? Why not? I want to have a talk with him. You do, huh? What about? I'm not sure they're rustlers, but I'd like to know what they're up to. Say, suppose they'd listen to reason if we offer to let them surrender? Maybe. I hadn't thought of that. Well, let's try it. It might work. I doubt it. But I'm willing to give them a break. We've got to be careful. They're shooting fools. 
I'll tell you what we'll do. All right, let's hear it. Me and my men will hold the ground we've got. You take your crew and spread out in the timber yonder. They make a break, they'll head for the timber. They think their horses are there. Right, Bert. You can tell them to come on out or it'll be too bad for them. Come on, men, let's get to the timber. As Sophie Lawson and her crew rode toward the timber, Bert Lacey and his henchman, Webb Saunders, watched them. Then Lacey said, so She wants to save their necks, huh? <laughs> she wants to talk to them. Well, I'm onto her. That's just a trick, and I'm not falling for it. You're smart, Bert. She figures on getting them out alive, and they'll have the evidence she sent them to get. Now, what are you going to do about it? I'll make the surrender proposition like she asked. But when the masked men and that Indian open the door, we'll blast them. You can claim that they came out shooting, and we can pull them out of the gear shed before Sophie and her men get a chance to look around in there. That's it. Now, let's move up closer, and I'll call to them. Right. Hey, hold on, Webb. Oh, what's the matter? Look, coming over the rise, Sophie's foreman, Cactus Davis, and he's got the sheriff and deputies with him. Hey, oh, boss. That big white stallion nearly killed me. Shut up, Prig. But I'm telling you, Bert, I couldn't handle that horse. He... Hey, who's that coming in? The sheriff and his deputies, you jughead. Who sent for them to come here? Sophie Lawson did, the old she-buzzard. Webb, we're in a trap, and she said it. What'll we do, fight it out? We might make a stand in the corral. Now, with most of our men out of the fight, we wouldn't stand a chance. Hey, look... There's three horses saddled in the stable runway. Boys, I never thought I'd give up this ranch to anybody. But it looks like the time's come when I haven't any choice. You mean? I mean we've got to get out of here now. Come on. We'll get them horses in the stable. Through the shattered windows of the gear shed, the Lone Ranger saw Bert Lacey and his two henchmen start for the stables. He suspected their reason and realized that to reach the stables, they must pass his range of fire. Look, Tonto. Lacey's running for that string of horses. Ah, him got two men with him. He thinks he's been trapped. We've got to stop them before they get to the horses. Open fire! Sophie Lawson, watching from the clump of timber, was amazed when the sheriff opened fire on Lacey and his two men. She hurried to join the sheriff and reached his side as the rustler surrendered. Then she saw the door of the gear shed open and the Lone Ranger and Tonto emerge into the light. Here they come, Sheriff. You better keep them covered. <laughs> No need of that, Sophia. Morning, Sheriff. Well, howdy, friend. I guess you got here just in time, eh? Yes, you did. Tom and I were in a tight spot. You call him friend? <laughs> you bet I do, Sophia. When I got that silver bullet you sent me and Cactus told me what happened tonight, I knew there was trouble afoot. I lost no time getting here. I think the rustling in the valley will stop now, Sheriff. I found these in Lacey's gear house. Running irons, two of them. Running irons? Lacey's the one, huh? His pretense of rustling his own herd last night, and these irons are proof of it. In fact, I think Sophie suspected him until she ran into Tonto and me. Well, yes, I did, but I wasn't sure of it. I figured it was somebody in the association, and, and Lacey was the only rancher dealing in mixed brands. But I couldn't catch him changing them. Well, as president of the association... He presumed no one would suspect him. That's right. In fact, when I run into you and the Indian, I thought sure I'd been wrong in suspecting Bert Lacey. <laughs> I can understand that. Well, Tonto, our work here is done. Ah, we got horses ready, Kimasavi. Good. Adios, Sheriff. Adios, Sophie. Adios, Adios my friend. Say, Sheriff. Yes, Sophie. Just what is all this about that silver bullet and that masked man? <laughs> You mean you don't know? No. Well, there's only one man in all the West that uses silver bullets. Yeah. He's the Lone Ranger. Oh, 
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's story was edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.